From Reductress, I'm Rachel Winitsky, and this is the Reductress Minute. On this week's episode, we'll hear pieces read by Iowa Debery, Chelsea Clark, and Marsha Belsky. And finally, we'll talk to a woman who lifts weights to get stronger, but also to give some crushing hand jobs. But first, let me introduce my incredible co-host for today, Taylor Guerin. What up, Tay-Tay? Not a whole lot, Ray-Ray, and welcome back. Oh my God, thank you so much. It's really good to be back. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not even sure where you were. I heard a rumor about Burning Man, but that's been over for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was at Burning Man for a while, actually a week longer than you're supposed to be. I just kind of stayed on the playa, which you're not supposed to do, but you can. Interesting. Uh, and I met this guy there who called himself an earth alchemist. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, we got married, moved to Pasadena, started one of those lawn care services. It's just like a bunch of goats that we bring over to eat your grass. Then I got an acting gig in LA, which is why I gained 60 pounds and shaved my head and butt. And now I'm here. I'm back. Yay. Uh, wait, why did you have to shave Anyway, your- it's so amazing to be back, and I can't wait to get started on this episode. So, Taylor, do you want to tell us what's trending on Reductress this week? Uh, sure. Uh, here's what's trending on Reductress this week. How to get everyone to leave you alone so you can watch your murders. I feel so lazy today, says woman with four jobs. How to tell men apart during flannel season, and... Four little tricks that'll help you stop mentioning horses in job interviews. Ooh, remind me to read that one. I can never shut up about horses in interviews. And then the one time I interview for a horse job, I totally forgot to mention horses. Classic me. Okay, Rachel, I honestly still feel like we should talk about the fact that you married a goat man. So everyone knows that dumbass straight people can really be ignorant when it comes to LGBTQ relationships. But the straight woman in our next piece poses a very legitimate question based on her own experiences. Here to read Straight Woman Wondering Who's the Asshole in Lesbian Relationship is Ayo Adepery. In a display of well-meaning ignorance, straight woman Francesca Reiser recently asked two of her friends the age-old question of who's the asshole in their lesbian relationship. I understand that Francesca, who has only dated cis men, was trying to understand the dynamics of a queer relationship, said Parker Melitis, one member of the couple. But it's honestly very heteronormative to assume one of us has to be the asshole in the relationship. While Melitis was frustrated by the inquiry, her girlfriend, Esha Gomez, was more willing to explain. It's a common misconception that members of gay relationships have to map onto the roles of a straight couple, woman and asshole, said Gomez. But neither of us is the asshole. That's the entire point. Riser had a number of follow-up questions to this explanation. So if neither one of you is the asshole, said Riser... Then who plays devil's advocate when you're having sensitive political conversations? Who takes the other person's side when you describe a microaggression? And who gets furious when you're driving and one of you has to pee? Demonstrating immense patience, Gomez tried once more to help Riser understand. None of those things are necessary for a relationship. In fact, they're all bad. People in straight relationships should not do those things either. This concept has not been easy for Riser to grasp, but she is gradually coming around to the idea that there doesn't need to be an asshole in a relationship for it to be valid and complete. I'm doing a lot of unlearning and excavation of my unconscious biases. 
Growing up, I was inundated with messaging about trying to find my perfect asshole. My parents had one of those ideal woman-takes-care-of-the-asshole relationships you see on TV. I guess I just always thought that for a relationship to function, you needed equal parts mean asshole and endlessly compassionate angel. Riser has come to terms with the fact that just because there's no asshole in Melitis and Gomez's relationship doesn't mean they aren't dynamic and different from one another. However, other areas of the relationship remain a mystery to her. So, said Riser, when you have sex, which one of you comes? Okay, well, I'm still unclear. So they're both assholes? (sighs) Guess we'll never know. Thanks again to Io Adebri for reading. Io is a TV writer and stand-up comedian based out of NYC. You can find her on Twitter at at Io Adebri. That's E-D-E-B-I-R-I. You got to check that out. So I heard there was a lot of talk about getting an office dog while I was out. Yeah, and since Beth refuses to bring her daughter in for us to hang out with. Rude. Yeah, honestly, we've just been dying for like another source of cuteness, you know? Totally. And I feel like petting the CBD oil guy's dog once in a while just isn't really cutting it anymore. I know, and neither is petting the CBD oil guy. But, you know, we don't want just any dog. We want, like, a good, responsible one who can handle a professional office environment. Yes, because this is a professional office environment. Truly very professional. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I did find a few dogs, but I figured we should interview them to see which one is the right fit for our office. I love. Yeah. I'm so excited. So did you find all these dogs on Dog Tinder, the new Tinder for dogs? I actually did. Oh, great. Um, I don't know how they let me... Oh, actually, here comes the first one. Ooh. Hey, Bear. Thanks for coming in. Oh, my God. Hi. Oh, Bear, you're so cute. So cute. Okay, let's get right to it. Um, So, Bear, uh, are you a fan of Reductress? Oh. Uh, Wow. Um, Okay. uh, I mean, it's kind of like The Onion, but we've branched out a little from that. Okay, there can be more than one. They don't own satire. This dog is kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, So, uh, do you like comedy? What do you mean you don't think women are funny? I asked you a question. Wow. (laughs) I've never heard a dog try to play devil's advocate before. No, you can't talk to my agent. Can you imagine the... You know what? Get out. Yeah, I think the position is filled. Yeah. Good day, sir. You can see yourself out. Wow. That was awful. That dog fucking sucked. He seems super normal on dog tinder. You know, I know I should be saying that it's his fault, but I feel like somehow it's our fault. Yeah, maybe it's us. I think we just don't deserve an office dog. (sighs) You know what we do deserve, though? What? Another piece. Yes. So, Taylor... I don't know if you know this about me, and I'm so sorry if this is the first time you're hearing it. But I'm ready. I love cocktails. Yes, bitch. I love to drink cocktails, which brings us to our next piece. Here is Chelsea Clark reading locale cocktails that are really fucking good and ugh, boys. Locale summer cocktails that are fucking pretty and good. <laughs> Oh my god, boys, I'm I'm bad. Summer is here, cocktail parties, and I fucking gave you four years of my life. Well, time to lose weight and feel great. 
and drink. Where my girls at? Cosmos. Grapefruit is a fun trend in Cosmos these summers. I'm fun. I'm also fun, thanks for asking. Cut open grapefruit and then gin. Bloody Mary. It's meal time, so you throw everything in. Bloody Mary is everything in your fridge with V8 and vodka. And Marcus. Marcus left his V8. <laughs> you could just use tomato juice if you don't want to use Marcus's V8. You just throw the V8 away or, you know, leave it in case he comes back. And also, don't forget to put some fun toppings on the rim of the... You wet the glass and then you put the toppings on the rim. And celery. Long Island iced tea. Mmm. Marcus, why would you change your voicemail password? Is it because you don't want me to hear something on your voicemail? Another great drink is vodka bottles. And all you have to do is add a straw... And straws are no calories. You're welcome. Marcus, who is this bitch? I listened to your voicemails and someone said I'm there. And then they hung up. Where were they? Were they waiting for you somewhere? So bottoms up. Everything's going to be fine. And you know what? I look fucking cute. And I love you. But I'm just kidding. I fucking hate you. Oh no, I broke all my bottles. Thanks again to Chelsea Clark for both writing and reading this piece. Wow, Chelsea, a real double threat. Chelsea Clark is a teacher and performer at UCB and you can find her on Twitter at Chelsea Clark. So we were on Twitter recently. Uh, We like to go on Twitter sometimes. 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 And we saw this uh, kind of viral... Twitter story, uh, which is that six months ago, this guy on Twitter pitched a show starring Jake Johnson from the new girl called Hoops about a basketball coach, I believe. And then Jake Johnson literally was like, hey, that's a cool idea. And then no joke, that actual show is now in development with Netflix. And the guy who originally tweeted about it got zero credit. Guy on guy crime is such a shame. I know. It's so sad. And out in Hollywood, this shit literally happens all the time. Like you could whisper an idea. The wind will carry your idea into the ear hole of an old white studio exec. And then in three weeks, it'll be fully developed and starring the Olsen twins on Freeform. That's actually happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Yep. We actually, we bat a lot of ideas around in the office. And unfortunately, we've had some ideas stolen from us before. And... While it's super shitty, it's just the biz, baby. Yeah, that's the biz. But anyway, we're suing all of them. We sure are. So I guess uh, we just thought we could uh, read out some of our amazing ideas that we've kind of whispered to each other in the office that are being made into real shows now. Uh, anyway, do you want to you wanna, uh, talk about some of these great ideas that we've sure, had? Sure, sure, sure. So do you remember that one that was um, like a Haley Steinfeld vehicle called This Bitch Sings, mm-hmm. where she plays a street urchin who is also really, really hot, and now Hulu's making it? Yeah, so fucked up. Honestly, like, come on. And then do you remember I had that one idea that was like uh, a kid's weed edible cooking competition sponsored by Four Loco and hosted by Joe Rogan, and then it was literally ordered by the Food Network? I actually remember the day we came up with that. Yeah. Like, that... Ugh. It's called Kids Getting Crunk. Kids crunk the craziest things. 
Yeah, and it was with all the Ks. And then we were like, ooh, maybe not three Ks in a row. It was getting a little weird. Yeah, it had, there was a lot of, like, controversy around around it here in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, don't know how it escaped. Must have a mole. Um, oh, do you remember? Oh, this one actually made me so upset. Yeah. Do you remember the one I pitched that was Catherine Zeta-Jones doing all of the parts in Chicago, but it's a web series? Yeah. Now it's going to be on Snapchat. <gasps> what? Right? <sighs> Catherine Zeta-Jones deserves horizontal. She deserves a horizontal layout. But, I mean, as long as she's secure in that bag, I guess. Yeah. Do you? Okay, so do you remember when I was getting really into, like, diversity? Yeah. And I had this amazing idea that was an Asian-American family sitcom where all the roles are played by Scarlett Johansson, nutty professor style. I mean, who else would play her? Right, all the Asian-American I mean- characters. And remember, she was also in a fat suit. Yeah, of course. Okay, well, so that show was picked up by Amazon, and I'm not seeing any money, and there's a weird twist, which is that the audio is only being played through Alexa, and the video is only on Instagram, and you have to sync them yourself. Wait, so now Instagram's seeing money, Alexa's seeing money, Amazon's seeing money, and you are seeing nothing except for Scarlett Johansson portraying an Asian-American family, all of them in a fat suit. Right, which, like, that's payment- Enough. Uh, truly, she deserves it. She deserves everything. <laughs> I mean, if there were any Asian American actors in Hollywood, then maybe they could pick somebody else. But there aren't. There simply aren't. There now, are simply none. Didn't you have a Big Little Lies uh, Rachel. crossover? Rachel. Yeah. The Big Little Lies meets Bear in the Big Blue House, but set in Phoenix and starring Meryl Streep's less famous daughter. Mm-hmm. And Greta Gerwig is assistant directing it. And it's called We Fucking Murder This Bear. And Showtime fucking picked it up. With Greta? With Greta. Anyway, it can be awesome to find a partner who wants to share their favorite literature with you, but it can be tricky to sift through the dating scene in this way since every man has only ever read one book and they all want to talk about it. So you've got to be picky. Here's Marsha Belsky reading Why I'm Waiting for the Right Guy to Tell Me to Read Infinite Jest. As a woman in the dating world, I'm constantly trying to find the right man to spend the rest of my life with. So many people ask me when I'm going to settle down and have someone tell me to read David Foster Wallace's Infinite Jest. Look, I don't want to rush into things with just anyone. After all, it's a 1,079-page novel, which is more of a commitment than I've ever known. I'm not going to jump right into it just because some guy asked me to on a first date. That's why I'm waiting as long as it takes to find the man who will look me in the eyes and tell me, you haven't read Infinite Jest? Look, you have to read it, okay? Trust me. Call me old-fashioned, but I don't take being told I should read Infinite Jest lightly. I've seen relationships crumble because the man rushed the woman into reading the book too quickly. I don't want to be constantly pestered by a dude to give him updates on what I think. Give me space, and I'll let you know my thoughts when I'm in the mood. It's not like I'm a prude. I've read David Foster Wallace before. I love brief interviews with hideous men, and I've watched the This Is Water speech on YouTube with a few guys. But before I read Infinite Jest, I'll want to have an open discussion about it first. How many other women has he recommended it to? Is his copy of the book clean, or is it full of notes in the margins? Has he recently been tested on the novel? A lot of friends ask me, how will I know he's the right guy? And it's hard to explain. I think I'll just know. It'll be an overwhelming feeling. When I think of him, my heart will race and all of those thoughts will be like, let me read those end notes, baby. (sighs) You know, 
the way I always imagined being told to read Infinite Jest would be. Sure, it's 2018, and women can choose to read Infinite Jest on their own, but that's not what I want. Ever since I was a little girl, I dreamed of the day I'd like a boy so much that I'd read a big, dumb book just because he told me to. And then we'd watch the Jason Segel movie together and be like, this is fine. That's the dream I've had since I was five. And I know one day it's going to happen for me. Thanks to Marsha Belsky for reading. Marsha is a writer, stand-up comedian, and podcast host based out of NYC. You can find her on Twitter at at Marsha Belsky. Well, that's all the news for this week. But before we go, here at Reductress, we love to celebrate inspiring women. And that's why we've brought in a woman who's gone on an inspiring fitness journey. She's lifting weights to get strong, but also so she can give crushing hand jobs to any man she meets. Janice, thanks for coming by. Oh, yeah. Happy to be here. Happy to flex. Wow. So, uh, Janice, a lot of women are scared of strength training because they're worried they're going to bulk up, uh, et cetera. But you dove right in. Can you tell us what inspired you? Absolutely. Well, I've learned over the years that strength training can help you burn calories when you're not working out. And it can also give you the strength to burst the veins in a man's dick while giving him a truly gruesome handy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So that's sort of become your focus then? Right. At first it was fitness motivated, but then the more finger curls I did, the more I realized I could be breaking dicks everywhere, every single one I touched. That is absolutely incredible. It must be so fun. It is so fun. Exercise gives you a lot of endorphins, which fade away after some time, but crushing a peen in your hands is my therapy. One broken peen and I'm forever changed. Um, so Janice, where can listeners find you? Absolutely. I have a fitness Instagram, at Janice Crush, at Janice Crush. But don't watch my stories if you have a weak stomach. It features some serious dick damage. Thanks for spending a minute with us. If you have another minute, visit us at reductress.com for more incredible content, including, wow, this woman turned from beautiful to fat bitch simply by rejecting a man. How to enjoy BJ's more by eating dick with all the fixins. Why no woman will ever be good enough for my terrible son. Five inspiring female politicians you'd be lying if you said you didn't want to fuck. And five drinking games that will have you saying, can everyone be quiet so I can explain the rules? If you like our content and want more content, go to Reductress.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also get exclusive content on our Patreon if you support us with as little as $5 a month at Patreon.com slash Reductress. Thank you to my co-host, Taylor Guerin, and thanks to our amazing readers, Iowa Debery, Chelsea Clark, and Marsha Belsky, and our writers, Chelsea Clark and Loretta Donlin. And of course, to the inspiring Janice, played by Ava Victor, and inspired by the piece, I started lifting weights to give crushing hand jobs, written by Rachel Clayton. Bye, baby. Bye.